When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now, how are you? What's going on? I'm good. It's the it's the weather probably, but and, and vacation is looming and it's good. It's a good feeling. There is so much going on. Uh, a quick update. After many, many years of my mother and girlfriend nagging me uh, about getting my ankle looked at, the one that I rolled when I was playing golf years ago, yeah, I finally went to uh, the doctor. And the doctor isn't seeing patients in person for whatever reason. I have no idea how to explain that. But uh, I had a phone consultation for a, a sprained ankle. And he referred me to get a an ultrasound and an x-ray. Mm-hmm. So I got the ultrasound appointment yesterday, and they also do x-rays. So I thought, okay, cool. Appointment is booked. I went in for the ultrasound, took a lot of pictures, and then I said, okay, cool. Where do I go for the x-ray? She said, oh, we don't take appointments for x-rays. Those are walk-in only. And I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm here, so let's do it. She said, yeah, you got to check in at the front desk again. So I went back to the front where they informed me it was a 90-minute wait. Wow. And I thought, I'm here. I'm checked in. Everything is good. Snap a couple pictures and I'll be on my way. If I had an x-ray machine, I would do it myself. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work like that. It's, uh, it's a very confusing system we have here in Ontario, Kat. It's, I know that some people consider this the worldwide crown jewel of healthcare systems, but frankly, if it's take it or leave it, I'd leave it. Is it does it change by place? Like, where, where, Do you want to say where you went? Like, uh, it was a My Health Center, I think. Okay, because I, I don't know. I've had nothing but good experiences, but it, totally different when you're a pregnant person because that's the only ultrasound I ever got. And it was True North Imaging, and they were fantastic and, and really good with last-minute stuff. And maybe that matters, and maybe... Maybe it doesn't. It just seems really odd to me that you went in for an appointment for that, but then you had to wait an hour. Do you think they would have actually make you wait an hour? That seems crazy to me. Well, it just if you're coming in for an appointment for an ultrasound that also requires an x-ray, you'd think they would just book both of them back yeah. to back. Or start your waiting time the second you walk through the door, at least. So all of that time while you're getting an ultrasound, you're also in on the wait list, if you will, for the x-ray. Put it this way. I don't know. That seems weird. In the amount of time I would have had to wait in the waiting room, I could have driven to Buffalo, spent $60, and had the x-ray sent directly to my doctor and ordered a beer at the Anchor Bar in the time that it would have taken me to wait in the waiting room. It's, uh, uh, boy, oh boy. I hope our new health minister, which gets sworn in tomorrow, that's also when we find out who the new health minister is, plans to make some changes because the current system is just not working. Anyway, uh, we'll get to a whole bunch of uh, different uh, national type stories coming up in a few minutes. Uh, First, I want to talk about travel. The Canadian Transportation Agency announced a rule change yesterday that's going to be a good thing for us. The new regulations require airlines to give passengers the choice of a refund or a rebooking if a flight is canceled or significantly delayed and they can't provide a new reservation within 48 hours. Okay, and that's reasonable. Like, even within, like, 24 hours, I would have liked. But okay, like, that's fine. 
Yeah, the refund or rebooking was only available for things like flight di- uh, flight disruptions that were within the airline's control, i.e., I don't know, plane issues, staff issues, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Now it'll apply if there's like lightning in the sky or a snowstorm or something like that. So that's good. We should, if we buy a ticket, be confident that if the flight doesn't happen, we're going to get a refund or yeah. uh, an exchange flight. The 48-hour thing, though, a lot of people don't have 48 hours. It would be nice to have a few more options there. But baby steps, this is a bit of good news. The flights have gone through the roof, Kat. I was looking at some European flights yesterday. (laughs) But I know we talk about inflation hitting the grocery store and the gas station and stuff like that. It's hitting travel, too, because the price has gone through the roof. Sure has. StatsCan yesterday said our inflation is now 7.7%. From May, Mm. a 40 year high. We haven't had inflation like this since the uh, 1983. The prime minister was Trudeau senior at the time. We had a 7.7 inflation rate. It's uh, it's scary because the Bank of Canada's senior deputy governor, Carolyn Rogers, says the central bank won't rest until they get inflation back to their target of three percent. It was 2% six weeks ago, by the way. Uh, She says it's now clear interest rates need to go up. Is it clear? Because I don't feel like it's clear. I don't feel like we need to raise interest rates and intentionally plummet ourselves into a recession. And I'm guessing the Deputy Bank of Canada governor doesn't either, because Timothy Lane, right after the speech yesterday, announced he's retiring after 14 years at the central bank. (laughs) He's like, bye, you losers. Have have fun with all this shit. (laughs) That doesn't instill a lot of confidence when he's stepping down after 14 years and the uh, proposition that we have to raise interest rates a massive amount to try and get the inflation from 7.7% down to 3%. I don't, I just don't understand. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Is it just me? Like, I I don't understand why we need to do this. Inflation was always able to be combated by raising interest rates. But that was when we had inflation jumps of like uh, a half a point, one point, that sort of thing. not a seven or... We're almost quadruple the target rate. Raising uh, interest rates now when the country is far, far, far extended beyond its means is not going to help. Mm -hmm. They've got to come up with a different way. And I don't know what that is necessarily. But uh, these these bankers, these multi-million dollar bankers who have never wanted for anything in their lives are going to raise these rates and put the middle class into bankruptcy. And it's so preventable. Everyone can see it coming except the multimillionaires who make the decisions. I hate it. Uh, big change was announced today. Yesterday, actually, uh, from Kraft. <laughs> this really actually takes effect mainly in the States because here we don't actually call it what they call it because here it's labeled as what you know as KD. But in the States, it is Kraft dinner macaroni and cheese and they came out with this big announcement yesterday that they've changed things guys it is from here forward known as craft mac and cheese craft mac and cheese you know i know that some people are fixated on that and oh was it so hard to say macaroni you have to call it mac and cheese some people just prefer to use the abbreviation and that's totally fine my issue with it is that they're still calling that package cheese I have lots of cheese in my fridge and none of it 
came powdered in a packet that will last for five years before it should be thrown out. So what about this? What about this then? What if we call it Kraft Mac and Orange? (laughs) (laughs) I've said it before. I'll say it again. The great value brand at Walmart is way better than the Kraft brand anyway. Shop around and, and don't just get the mac and cheese you want. Get the Shop box around. that you want. Shop Get the around. name you want. Thank you. I, you know what's so funny is that my kids try, have tried it before. Hate it. Hate really? It, hate, it, hate it. Hate it. I don't know many kids that don't like mac and cheese. Hate it. Annie's? Love it. Huh. Have you ever had Annie's? Yeah, I have actually. Okay, so they, is that that whole wheat shit? It's the organic. It, holy shit. They do have like rice. I, this isn't it though. That's not the rice. Um, the, what is it? The rice pasta? Whatever the heck it is. No, that's not it either. It is uh, just organic. It's organic. I don't really know what that means when it comes to the cheese powder. What What is exactly organic in it? I don't know. I don't ask questions. But when I do compare the labels, I do see differences I like to see. There's actually some some nutritional value in the Annie's. So it makes me happy that they like it. But they eat that shit up, man. They got like the bunny shapes. They get the bunny pastas. They ask for it all the time. I tried to serve them, Katie, just to see what would happen. None of that shit. Mm, mm. Even the PC. Nope. Nothing but Annie's. That's it. A lot of people like the PC brand too, though. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I used to, I think if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to say growing up because I'm not sure when it came out, but when I was living with my parents still, at least, I remember making that after school, the PC one and it being quite good. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with shopping around. I totally agree with you. While we're talking food news here, 7-Eleven has announced a change in, for sure in America and possibly in Canada too, they're rolling out a brand new peanut butter and jam flavored cappuccino Hmm. a cappuccino flavored like pb and j i don't know i don't i mean i don't i wouldn't go out of my way to order this i why i'd go out of my way to avoid it i'm trying to i'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt here i suppose but no i don't think that we were missing that what what is it about like food flavors that we like all of a sudden, people want to combo it up. Like, oh, people like cappuccino. You know what people also like, randomly? Peanut butter and jam sandwiches. Let's just make that a flavor. Not everything needs to be a flavor. Thank you. And I'm talking about coffees, and I'm talking about chips, and I'm talking about anything in the candy realm, too, for that matter. Chips are what started this bullshit. I did. They did. And competitions with chips. And, and, and I hate to knock on our own because I don't believe they do it in the States. But here in Canada, we used to. Notice they don't do it anymore. But they used to have that contest. You could come up with your own flavor of chip and then they'd actually create the top four flavors or whatever the hell it was. Remember? Yeah. We used to have to do a taste test on the air and shit like that. They stopped doing it probably because most of them were garbage. Did anybody actually buy those, though? Like, when they came out with, like, the, the mandarin orange potato chip, <laughs> did anybody race out and say, this is my new favorite chip no. and stock up? Other than sheer curiosity, I believe there was only one or two flavors that actually stuck or came close to sticking. And I'm not even sure if they did stick. Uh, but there were only a couple that were like, yeah, this, this flavor makes sense. But in order to keep it on the shelves, you have to actually sell the product. And there was so much garbage that they were just like, forget this. But that's the wacky stuff, right? And I understand doing it just for promotional purposes, right? You're doing it to get people out to try the chips. And that's all that they care about. Like, try the chips while you're out there. Maybe you'll buy a bag of dill pickle. Or maybe you'll buy a bag of classic. Whatever it might be. You're going to buy shit from us anyway. So maybe it worked out. But they haven't done it in a while, which makes me think, no. I just don't know who asked for a cappuccino to, to taste like peanut butter and jam. Have you ever thought maybe you don't like cappuccinos or coffees? 
when, once you go into those hardcore flavors, I remember my first time having anything with caffeine in it. <laughs> like, it's just too much. And maybe that's just me. Maybe some people do enjoy that every single day and enjoy a traditional coffee. But I don't know a lot of coffee drinkers that just, that like both, that will go for a cappuccino, even if they take coffee black or just with milk or something like that. It's a lot of peanut butter and a lot of jam in one drink. I think I'd rather just have a PB&J and then enjoy a cappuccino after that. But 7-Eleven sees a money-making opportunity here, and they're rolling it out nationwide if that sounds good. Now, I'm being facetious here because I realize there's probably not a person on earth that thinks this is a good idea. They're kings and queens, though. 7-Eleven of the impulse purchase, aren't they? 7-Eleven is one of those places, and we don't have as many locations here as in the States, but there is a location actually not even too far from me. And I do find myself, if I go in there, being like, huh, this place has a lot of shit in it. Let me peruse this for a second. They've got a lot of stuff. You wandered to 7-Eleven? I did. I have before because I bought firewood from there. And yes, you could get have Get the fuck I out know! of here. You I fuck know! off. That's where I get my firewood Stop sometimes. your shit. Wait a second. Yes, and kindling. That's where I buy it sometimes because it's up the street. Okay, yes. so- I had no idea this was going to come up. Everything else can wait. (laughs) So you're at home and you're thinking, yeah, I think we'd like to have a fire tonight. Let's go to 7-Eleven and buy some wood. Yeah. Really? That's how that happens? You know what's funny is because there's a Canadian tire not far from me either. But I I usually, if I go to Canadian tire, sometimes they're out. So I know 7-Eleven's always stocked because who this shit is going to buy firewood at at, uh, 7-Eleven? No one would ever expect that. Me. I, I do. So I will go into the store because you have to go into the store to buy it. Do you have a, this is a little off topic here, and hopefully no one at the Burlington Fire Department is listening. Do you have a, have to have a permit for your fire pit? No, City of Kitchener allows, allows fires. You're not supposed to have it close to like fences, you know, the usual like rules, but no, City of Kitchener permits it, which is fucked up because I lived in Cambridge previous to Kitchener. C- Cambridge, you can't. Kitchener, you can. And I think Waterloo, you can't. But anyway, we're all so close. But Kitchener, you can. So I'm no, no, no need for a permit. See, I've got a, a fairly large property, but it falls below the 407. So because of that, it's a very arbitrary bylaw. Apparently, I'm not allowed to have an open fire in my backyard, even though mm-hmm. my backyard is no different than the rural properties north of the 407. However, I did find a loophole. You're allowed to have that open fire if you're cooking. So now every time I have a bonfire, Smart. I need a couple of steaks or something to throw on a grill or just have out there by the barbecue in case anybody comes by. Just, and I shouldn't have to lie and try and fuck the system like that, That, but the rule is stupid and I don't understand who's in charge in Burlington. Buy a, buy a pack of top dogs or something and just keep it, even if they rot all summer, just keep it there. Someone comes by. First of all, it's a, it takes a real big dick. If you're, if you're being responsible and you've got a fire going, like in my opinion, I don't care where you are as long as you're, again, not being a jerk about it and not not being irresponsible don't call the bylaw on someone who's having a fire unless for some reason it's like right beside your property and the smoke's going in your house and yeah again that's that's rude right but if they're just having a good time just leave it alone i grew up in the country i know how to take care of a fire thank you very much i just i don't think any of your neighbors would call anybody on you would they I don't know. I don't really know most of them. Yeah. So just to confirm, you're suggesting I keep a package of hot dogs in the pool shed just in case bylaw comes over. <laughs> even, t- even when they turn green, you claim you were cooking them. Yeah, I'm about to have a green hot dog. Would you like one, sir? I'm cooking them for the fire marshal and his team when they come over. <laughs> yeah. I love it. A woman claims she was kicked out of a Colorado restaurant for being underdressed and warned to cover her ass. 
In a series of videos on TikTok, she says she was asked to leave after several complaints, which she believes happened because a woman caught her husband checking out this girl. Okay. One of these. Do the, do do restaurants do that? Like they don't care what you're wearing, but if somebody complains about what you're wearing, they'll do something about it. Is that a thing? I don't know. I mean, I have the same question as you. I find the whole thing when when someone complains about someone's clothing choices, make sure that you're doing it for everybody. Like I understand the no shirt, no shoes, no service shit. That's fine. Make sure that you're fair to everybody, though. And it, until someone brings it up, that's when you tell them there's a problem here. Come on. She recorded part of a conversation between herself and the employee asking her to leave because she kept going to the bathroom and was very undressed. Sometimes you just need to wear more clothes. The waiter was telling her, you have to wear something that covers your ass. I'm just being real with you. It sounds like they tried to reason with her. I'm going to guess that she was scantily clad. But if she's covered, she's covered, right? I mean, if I'm as long as I check that box, I'm covered. What I'm wearing shouldn't really affect anybody. And if you can see right into the if you can see if you can see my crack or maybe my under boob or something like that, that's on me. Everything is covered, though. And that's what checks the box. I find it interesting. The comment you made, though, about the fact that she kept going back to the bathroom. She kept coming and going from the bathroom, almost like she wanted to be seen. And maybe that's where the problem was lying. Applebee's to be seen. (laughs) <laughs> who the fuck wears like scantily clad shit to Applebee's thank you that you know was my I mean? next question like this is all fucked up the whole thing and the fact that she's going back and forth to the bathroom like unless she has a severe case of of diarrhea I don't understand why she's going back and forth to the bathroom other than to be like trying to pick up at Applebee's which is probably the lowest point of her life have we ever thought about the fact she's probably going through some shit if she's trying to pick up or make people jealous at Applebee's by wearing like a uh, booty shorts or whatever it is like you kind of feel sad for a person at a certain point don't you a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I don't know. Maybe this was the pre-party. Maybe she was going to the club or something later on and she <laughs> wanted to pick up. You old pre-party at Applebee's? <laughs> Let's get ourselves a margarita for $12 to pre-party. Some potato skins. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, this is a wild one. A mom-to-be tells the story on Reddit and she's very, very creeped out is one of the adjectives we can use. She's pregnant, and obviously she knows that because she took a pregnancy test. Now, after she took the pregnancy test, she did what probably 99.9% of every other person would do. They threw it out because it's something that you just peed on. (laughs) Thank you. However, her husband went into their bathroom, took the positive pregnancy test out, and gave it to his own Mother. On Reddit, the woman says the mother-in-law was desperate for a memento of her future grandchild and wanted the pregnancy test, even though the woman was creeped out by it. 
She says, they threw a celebration dinner for us. And as his mom and I were talking about the baby, she told me about how she's already started making memories and collecting keepsakes for her grandbaby. She says, I felt a bit confused and I asked my husband, did you buy something for the baby and give it to your mother? No, I gave her the used pregnancy test that she can store as a memory of the news of her grandbaby's existence. The woman was floored. She says she looked at her husband and was like, did you really do that? Not going to lie. I felt crept out, creeped out, crept out, creeped out, disgusted and very uncomfortable. The mom told the husband that by giving away the used pregnancy test, he had made her feel violated since the test had her urine on it. This is Fifty Shades of Fact. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I don't even know where to start. I, uh... Okay. Yeah, where do you start? Uh... What I'm sorry. We were just talking about ultrasounds, weren't we? This how, all how went about- wrong when she told him she was pregnant. That's yeah. where all the drama started. I, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. What about an ultrasound of the baby? Like, that's what I gave my mother-in-law, who thankfully isn't a lunatic and didn't ask for my pregnancy test. Is it even customary to give a gift of some sort to the mother-in-law? Customary? Absolutely not. Optional? Uh, sure. Maybe they're asking for something. Sure. I think it's totally fair to say, hey, that's great. If you go get an ultrasound, if you can grab me a copy, and usually they're great. Those texts will give you, print off like 14 photos. You don't need all of those. Give one to your mother-in-law. It's like the Walmart Photo Center. It's insane. They can zoom in, enlarge, they can crop it a bit for you. you. And they also, you can't figure out what weighs up and down. It's Uh, it's all over the map. Can you Photoshop the ovaries out of there? It looks a little weird in the back. (laughs) Yeah, I don't I don't like this story because it freaks me out, too. I, I feel for that woman. The fact that now she's cre- procreating with this guy who's apparently f- perfectly fine with digging through the trash for your piss stick that shows that you're pregnant is, is concerning to me. Really concerning. I would say something. I mean, that's me. I would just be like, ew, what what the hell are you doing to the husband? Why would you do that? And hello, um, future grandma. I, I know you're excited and that's great. Hey, everybody's excited when they find out they're going to be grandparents. I have no doubt about it. Can we stick to something different? Why, why don't I get you like a pair of booties and we'll, you know, like <laughs> something like that. Give me that back. That is so gross. Like I pissed on that. I just don't understand what you're going to. What are you doing with that? Why? Why did you ask for that? Is there any practical reason that she wouldn't want the mother-in-law to have it? Or is it truly just a violation of privacy? Or is it gross? Or is it all of the above? All of the above. And you know what? You know what? How about we come up with a compromise here? I'm going to set it down on my bathroom counter. And I'm going to take a picture of it. And I'll print that picture off for you. Isn't that a good compromise? Why do you need the actual stick I pissed on? This is weird. It's also garbage. It is. This is is garbage. You gifted garbage. You know, there's probably some people that kept theirs. Me personally, I threw mine out. Okay, but that's a little different. If it's you and you want to keep your pregnancy test that was positive, no problem. For whatever reason, you've probably got your own reasons. That's cool. But for your husband to go in and take it without you knowing and give it to his mother seems really bizarre to me. And by the way, dude, your, your mom asked you for a memento or a keepsake of this great news. The first thing you thought of was the fucking pee stick? Get out of here. Do anything else. You know? Anything else. Why didn't you take some... You probably filmed it when you guys 
created the baby. Why don't you show her the fucking video, too? Well, this is where you were consummated. <laughs> this is where the sperm went. Take a look. <laughs> Take a look. It's, uh... I've actually never heard of something like that, but it's inappropriate on a lot of different levels. And I don't blame the woman for being upset. And the vast majority of the people who commented on this felt the exact same way. I just feel bad for like, poor thing. Like, what do you do now? You're having that person's baby. You're just like, oh, no, I'm questioning everything right now. Uh, We got some news yesterday. Cat Canada is growing again. Canada will open an embassy in Rwanda. Okay. They say it's to counter Russian influence on the African continent. Okay, so we knew that there would eventually be a reason that Justin Trudeau was leaving Canada again and a reason that he was going to Rwanda because otherwise I don't know why he would be there. Uh, So he's there and he announced the embassy yesterday. As it turns out, the foreign affairs minister, Melanie Jolie, accompanied him on this trip as well. It is a foreign affair. It is. Tonight. The Prime Minister and Minister Melanie Jolie will attend a state dinner together. Oh. They are flying all over the world together. Uh, you know, though, I'm trying to recall, and, and maybe somebody can help me out here if you're one of these, uh, the, the people who follows these type of things. I don't remember Trudeau jet-setting around the world with Marc Garneau when he was the Foreign Affairs Minister or Francois-Philippe Champagne. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember him traveling too much with Stéphane Dion. It's very weird that now all of a sudden he's taken such keen interest in foreign affairs, the prime minister and mm. and Melanie Jolie uh, traveling together and attending state dinners together once again. They just did last week in California, too. Um uh, yeah, I'll just leave it right there. I'm, I'm just going to leave it there. Have the, you heard things? Is I've, there anything you want to say you heard? <laughs> okay. Maybe. There's a lot of very quiet, little whispers happening in the halls about something that may or may not be happening. Really? And it's uh, stories just like that that add to the fuel, a little fuel to the fire. Interesting. Just saying. Okay. Hey, I, I mean, whatever. We don't know anything. But, we don't uh, know anything. Oh, no. Gosh, we don't no. know anything. Who knows? Uh, you know, it's kind of sad. I like the taste of the Danforth Festival in Toronto. For those who don't know, it's one of the biggest Greek festivals in all of Canada. And Taste of the Danforth has been an institution in the city, and it got canceled two years in a row because of COVID. And now they're canceling it again this year because of politics, basically. They've got Cafe T.O. that got extended through this summer where people can basically just put up a pop-up patio outside the restaurant without all the permits and stuff that you typically need to get. And they've also added bike lanes to the Danforth. So I guess the organizers, when they saw the new layout, said, hey, listen, we're going to need to make some changes. And the city said, we're not making any changes. We're not going to make people take down their patios for one weekend and then put them back up. And the bike lanes are staying. Fuck you. So now they said, all right, fine. We're not doing Taste of the Danforth because we don't have the room now that we need to accommodate all of our sponsors. I have to think there was a compromise here because at the end of the day, while it is nice to walk up and down the Danforth and celebrate Greek food and culture, it was also nice just to have the festival. And now it's just gone because of bike lanes and patios. Could they really not just move it to like a park or something like that? Was there no compromise available here? Like taste of near the Danforth? <laughs> taste of five minutes away from the Danforth? <laughs> I, taste of turn left when you get exit Guildwood Station and it'll be on the right-hand side? So a lot of those, is this just based on sponsorship? Like I do wonder if there's more to this because if you're thinking of taste of the Danforth in that area, are they not just 
are, aren't those people have don't those people have patios out anyway? A lot of them. So aren't they all, I mean, are they mad? I mean, I've been to Taste of the Danforth and I've seen the layout and the way it is now, it would be much more congested. And even if they did, because they closed down the street for it and it's just a great big street festival right, going from right. place to place and, and you get all kinds of great food. Uh, in this case, though, they won't shut down the bike lane. So you'd have a whole bunch of people riding their bikes up and down right through the middle of it, like a road around two sidewalks, kind of, but a small one. Gotcha. The sponsor setups, the stages they've got to set up. Uh, a- apparently, it just doesn't work properly under the current configuration. I just don't understand why there wasn't a compromise here. There had to have been something that could have been done to salvage it. Yeah. God I damn mean- it. I just want a euro. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that why not put it at a park or something else? I'm sure that they could have probably figured something out. But at the same time, if the sponsors and that's key, right? We have to remember all these festivals come with sponsorships. And if you don't have sponsorships, you don't have a festival or you're at a loss and nobody wants to be in that position. So if sponsors heard, yeah, taste of the Danforth, not in the Danforth, though, it's you're going to be at meet at, at, at High Park this year or some shit like that. They're going to go, I'm sorry, what? That's not what I signed up for. This I'm not interested. That's not what this is. So if you can't come up with it being as it is, I, I, I'm sure it's harder. Did they just figure this out now, though? I mean, when is you t- Taste of the Danforth usually? It's usually this coming weekend. What? Oh, actually, you know what? I think in the past they've done it in July. It's usually July or the beginning of August. That's so last minute to me. Like, we know, I mean, not that it changes location, but we know the CNE is on this fall. Something like that should be planned well in advance. It's almost like something got pulled from under them and they didn't know it was going to happen. Just from working festivals for a long period of time, I feel like there's something more going on here. Like sponsors have pulled out because and they did want to try to do things. And again, it's about money, too. You have to understand. It sucks, though, but you can still go enjoy those foods, even if it doesn't have a title and a stage, right? I'm not going to yeah. drive all the way to the Danforth no, don't for do that. one restaurant. Great... I wanted to go to all the restaurants in one convenient yeah, afternoon. <laughs> sure, I understand. There's other places. That sucks. But you know what? There's a lot that is happening. And I really appreciate and love when cities and towns alike shut down those roads for pedestrians. Mm-hmm. You know, even a city is, uh, like the size of Cambridge, when they do that in downtown Gaul, it's lovely to just be able to walk the streets. There's picnic tables out. It's a good vibe in the summertime, giving those restaurants space to breathe and add patio tables. Otherwise, that they wouldn't, wouldn't be able to have as many people come to their places. I love that. So I'm a fan of that. Not major roads, though. Toronto shutting down the lakeshore so people could do fucking yoga was one of the dumbest things I think I've saw through the entire pandemic. One of the things I hated about working in Toronto was those times where they shut shit down for events and things that it just screws everything up. I'm, I'm glad I'm not there for that reason. On Sunday, Toronto is shutting shit down again. It's time for the annual Pride Parade. Uh, now, the Pride Parade brings in, and uh, I know you're going to have the exact numbers, and I'm excited to hear them, but Pride is one of those uh, events that happens pre-COVID that was known for bringing in just a shit ton of money to the area, and I think that's great. They say that because of pent-up demand, and after two years of being canceled for mm-hmm. COVID, this is going to be the biggest Pride Toronto Festival ever. More than 300 organizations have registered to take part in the parade on Sunday, along with an expected 35,000 marchers. Damn. Damn, that's a lot. Can anyone just take part? Is that why? Or is this based on those um, those places that have said we're going to be a part of it? Yeah, I think if you're one of the registered organizations, you can put basically whoever or how many ever you need to in the parade. Now, can you just jump the barricade and stroll down the street? I know some people do, but it's not encouraged. They'd really like people to... Uh, 
sit and enjoy their their time watching the parade as opposed to being part of the parade. I'm looking at these numbers here and 300 organizations, 35,000 marchers. I'm thinking the Pride Parade might actually be bigger than the Santa Claus Parade now. Mm-hmm. It's definitely bigger than the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Uh, what else do we have parades for? Oh, like, not that we've won a Stanley Cup anytime in recent history, but I mean, if we had a Stanley Cup Parade, it'd be huge. The Raptors Parade, that was math. Yeah, maybe. Okay. As far as annual parades, I think this is probably the biggest now. Imagine how big a parade would be if Santa Claus was gay and Irish. <laughs> And a drag queen. And a drag queen. Because those shows are going to be epic. This I actually have a, a friend of mine's a drag queen. Really? And he's pumped for that. Oh, as you can imagine, of really? course. Yeah. So where, where, where do they perform during Pride? Okay, so there's a million different places. I, I don't know the names of it. I know he does a Sunday drag brunch, which I haven't been able to get out to, and I really hope to, but it's in Toronto, like I mentioned, and I do try to avoid Toronto at all costs. <laughs> uh, what is it? Oh, the Gladstone House. There you go. I'll throw a mention out there. Uh, but it's fascinating. I always ask him like a million questions. Like, how do you get, like, what do you do? And uh, he actually has great makeup tips too. Better than, better than a lot of people I know. Uh, but anyway, I think that that's, it's, it's great that finally we're going to be able to do this again. That all the events that are happening is just such a good feeling and a good vibe. I feel though, here's, here's the part where I feel bad for people. There's a lot of people that are coming in on flights. Yep. And You're about I, to get fucked. Guys, Welcome to Toronto. <laughs> I saw so many complaint tweets about our airlines, whether it was Air Canada, some of them on WestJet, mainly Air Canada, because those are the ones that are going to mainly be flying from the States, for example. So many complaints. Like, are you guys still fucking doing this? Is this still seriously happening? Are you seriously doing this? It took me this long. This is fucked. Already, it's happening. Well, listen, I mean, it is fucked. For people that are just coming to enjoy Pride, maybe they've been here many times before. They've heard that for the most part, we're back to normal, but there's been some changes. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of the complaints that get posted about the airlines aren't necessarily about the airlines. It's about the situation. It's not Air Canada and WestJet that require you to use the Arrive Can app when you arrive at Pearson. Absolutely. That's the federal government. Absolutely. It's not the long waits are more to do with the airport staffing and federal government incompetency than the airlines themselves. Mm -hmm. But either way, I don't blame people. If you're flying into town, for Pride this weekend, or for Canada Day next weekend, or for a vacation this summer. Be prepared, because it's a gong show. Mm -hmm. It's an absolute epic mess. And it's about to get amplified on the world stage. No wonder Trudeau left. He's probably like, get me the fuck out of here, because shit's (laughs) about to go down. Where should I go? Rwanda. Rwanda it is! You get me to the furthest place away from Ottawa right now. Let's do it. And make sure the foreign affairs minister is sitting beside me. What are the temperatures in Rwanda right now? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know, I to, Google to, it. To, to be honest I, with I'm you. I'm just curious if we're hotter here. Don't you find that fascinating when we have the kind of heat waves that we have here at this time? Like we've had this week, right? That heat warning was in effect for like two days in a row. When we have that and then you hear like, hey, by the way, weather in Baghdad is colder right now. It's like, it blows my mind. Uh, okay, Rwanda, 27 degrees. Oh, we're warmer than Rwanda today. That's the high. Tomorrow's high is 28. Saturday's high is 28 degrees. See? So it's not like you're leaving for the temperatures. Mm-mm. So there's a reason he's there, is it? Mm, <laughs> it's interesting. Not, it's interesting. not her. No. 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 What? Who suggested that? What the, where the fuck did that come what? from? I don't even know who said that. 
Um, it's an interesting proposal. There's a town in Spain, beautiful town, by the way, that has decided we're going to do something good for the environment. And in Canada, we banned the single-use plastics to try and keep straws and sporks out of the ocean and shit. <laughs> well, what they're doing over there in this Spanish town is they've changed the law. They're going to fine people $800, serious offense, if they pee in the ocean. Whoa. Okay, that did not go the way I thought it was going to go. No, what did you think it was going to say? I thought like littering, like active litterers should receive a huge fine, I think, personally. It's gross. I agree It's unacceptable. With you. It's irresponsible. I mean, you name it. How do you know if someone's peeing in the ocean, if they're in the ocean? If the water turns red, you can tell that they pee. <laughs> Is that what you tell people in your pool? <laughs> the water's going to turn green, but we're all going to know you're pissed. Adults know that's bullshit, but kids kind of believe it. Oh, kids believe it for sure. But seriously, in all seriousness, how does somebody know for sure someone's taking a piss in the ocean? Don't I, they call it a piss in the ocean for a reason? Yeah. Because you, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They say it is gross and it's a lot worse than uh, peeing in a bathroom where the water goes through a water treatment facility, for example. So in response to that, they did a lot of research and polling. And one of the things that they found is that 41% of people say you should go to a restroom and avoid peeing in the ocean or a pool. But another 48% said it's okay to pee in the ocean, but not a pool. Do you understand the difference here? Is it really just the volume of water? Mm -hmm. Is that what it is? Or is it the fact that people are in close quarters in a pool, whereas in the ocean, it's out of sight, out of mind, right? Well, I didn't actually see it happen. And there's like whales and sharks and shit out there who don't want to swim in our pee, in all fairness. I mean, we're swimming in theirs. Well, it's their home. I mean, if you invited the whale over and he took a piss in your pool, you you would have a valid argument. And they have the same one when we go in their ocean. Uh, I just think it's weird that 48% of people say it's okay to pee in the ocean, but not in a pool. Same thing when it comes to swimming. No, I, I let my, I tell my kids when we went to the beach last year, for example, I said, it's totally okay if you have to pee, pee in the ocean. And the reason why is because a, I don't want to have to drag my ass up to that terrible bathroom that's at the beaches and B, I I don't know. Uh, Does it really matter? I think I always thought it was kind of piss in the ocean scenario, whether it's a lake or whatnot. Isn't it? Uh, it kind of just go disappears. You, uh, you, is it Lake Muskoka <laughs> or Lake Joe that you go to occasionally? Actually, I will go to Guelph Lake if I frequent a lake. Oh, okay. I was talking about when you go to the cottage. I mean, oh, yeah. If, um, if you're laying on a floaty or something, whether it be in the ocean or a lake of some sort, so I'm going to walk through the hypotheticals with you. You're in, you're reclined, you're laying on your big fucking unicorn floaty or whatever shit it is you have. And I be at Lake of Base. You got to pee and you've uh-huh. made the conscious choice. I know that there's fish and wildlife in here, but I'm going to pee in it anyway. Do you just pee or do you like roll off and get into the water to pee and then get back up on the floaty? Oh, no, yeah, you do the roll into the water, at least. Like, what you, difference you, does it know, make? Because then it's like in a pool. If you're sitting on a floaty, for example, and it's like a pooled up pee right there under you. You don't want that. It's all the same water. No, 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 but then it's in a pool. You know what I mean? It's in a tiny pool of pee. If you the get pool between the water, your knees and your belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to swim. You don't want that in your lap. No, no. You just do the rollover. I mean, if you're going to be lazy, be a little bit 
be a little bit less lazy by rolling into the water and then coming back upon your floaty. Now, what if it's cold and that affects your ability to pee? Would you still pee? Or at some point, do you just figure, well, I've got to go, so I'm going to paddle back to shore, and I'm going to go to the washroom like a human. Then I'm going to come back and lay on the floaty and float back out where I was. It's so far, though. Like, going to a proper bathroom, especially if you're at, like, a place where there is no proper bathroom for, like, a kilometer. I'm not walking back to pee. Still trying to nail down how you feel about this. So, as I understand it, okay to pee in the ocean or in a lake. Yes. But... Your, your privates must actually be under, under the water. water. And do not be near anybody, of course. Don't be rude about it. You can swim away and then you can kind of do what would be like pea crop dusting on your way back, but nobody's behind you. You know what I mean? A pea crop dust. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, what if... <laughs> I don't swim in the lake or ocean a lot, by the way. I really don't. Well, what if I'm not actually in the ocean or the lake? I'm just standing on the dock and I think, gotta go. Can I just unzip my pants and pee into the lake or ocean? Yeah, that's risky business because what if someone sees you? Like if nobody knows if you're peeing, if you're waste, if you're waste in water, you know what I mean? You're waist high in water. So nearest I can tell it's totally okay to do this as long as nobody sees you. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to see it. Out of sight, out of mind. You know, nobody wants to see you take a piss into the water. But if you're already in the water, whatever. Uh, They did point out that specifically when it comes to a pool, it does, urine, does affect the pool's chemistry, which is important for keeping the water safe. Don't pee in pools. The pool's pH in particular can be thrown way off, depending on how much pH is in your pee. Really? (laughs) Apparently it can. Now, I assume it's not the same issue in the ocean, but I mean, if... Maybe you just had some asparagus and you decided during my swim here, I'm just going to pee. What if some fish floats through that and goes, oh, (laughs) shit, humans again. How am I going to wash this off? They forget about it one second later. It'd be great. Like, what what was I complaining about? Oh, yeah. I also think that if you're a pool owner, what you're going to want to do is take all of the young people in your life and ban them from your pool. One in 10, 18 to 24 year olds. Say it is okay to pee in the pool. Okay. So let me tell you a story about a girlfriend of mine that went on an all-inclusive. And I think that you guys have seen it before. And if you've not experienced it, you've at least seen it. Swim up bars, right? Oh, yeah. Swim up bars. And people are like, yeah, go to the swim up bar. It's great. People will go to the swim up bar, sit on one of those shitty underwater stools. The the concrete stool? Those concrete, not comfortable stools all day and drink. You put two and two in together. Do you think they're leaving the pool to go pee? No. They're not. And they'll break the seal fairly quickly. Here enters my friend who went to a all-inclusive with a swim-up bar and spent most of her time actually swimming in the area of the swim-up bar because her place was right near it. The hotel room that she stayed at, right near there. So she'd just go walk into the swim-up bar area. She would do her little bops and bips in the pool. Three, four days in, her ears started to ache. She thought, what the fuck is going on here? Ear infection. Bad. Went to the doctor. Explained the situation. Never had one before, by the way. No mm-hmm. previous experience with this. And the doctor asked her a few questions. Have you been traveling lately? One of them. And she said, yeah, yeah, I travel. Swam. Mm, were you swimming near swim-up bar area? Yeah, 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 yeah. Swim- Did you notice people at the bar a lot? Yeah. Did you notice they ever left to go pee? <laughs> no. Yeah. Ear infection. Likely due to urine, the amount of urine in the water is See? what the doctor told her. That grosses me out. I avoid them now. 
For the most part. Unless I'm really, really drunk, then I'll still swim in them, but I won't put my head under the water. One last question on this. So <laughs> I am sitting at the swim-up bar, for mm-hmm. example, and I've got a pee, and I've made the conscious choice that my pee belongs in this pool oh, for everyone to enjoy. You're an asshole. But I mean, everybody's doing it, right? Like you said. So there's a, a large amount of urine in the pool, and you've decided you're going to go. Do you just pee into your bathing suit or do you like pull it off to the side and let oh. it out? Because in a way, it's kind of like peeing your pants underwater. I don't know. Like, what those, I don't think that they even thought about it. The people who do it probably don't even think about it. Like just they probably just piss and don't think about that at all. Just do it. What a bunch of it's animals. Because it's a disregard for, you, for humans. Now, I'm biased here as a pool owner, and I'd love to think nobody's peeing in my pool, but I'm not that naive. Every time I've got somebody in my pool and they leave, the first thing I do is a super chlorinate. Sometimes my... Do you? Sometimes my OCD will not let me not shock the pool after a stranger has swam in the pool. Because I don't want pee in there. And I think for the most part, if you do intentionally pee in somebody's pool, you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. If you move your bathing suit off to the side so the pee goes into the pool but not in your own bathing suit, you should probably go to jail. You're a sociopath. Isn't that rude? That is so rude. You've essentially pulled out your pecker or whatever parts you've got and just treated my pool like a toilet. Honestly. And it's awful. And this is why we talk about piss rocks. If you have a pool, just make sure that you have a spot for people to pee at that's easy to get to. And then that way at least, fine, they, they pee in the, in the mulch behind a tree in your backyard and they're not peeing in your pool. Make it easy for them because God forbid they have to dry off before they go inside. And I know I've been there before too where it's a lot of work. It's annoying. Give them a place to pee. You'll be fine. Don't let them pee in your pool but give them a spot to pee. And on that, we will say have yourselves a fantastic Thursday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with Dave Blizzard and a brand new episode of After 9. Bye-bye. This is big. The FDA just announced that they are banning all Juul e-cigarettes in the U.S. No more Juul. No more Juul. That'll explain tomorrow when you see a bunch of your coworkers sucking on a Glade plug-in. Like, you getting anything? You getting anything? Hey, guys, get this. This is real. I read a new report that said jacuzzis can actually be hacked and controlled by other people remotely. So the next time you're relaxing in a jacuzzi, remember that the Russians can boil you like a lobster. Health officials in New Jersey this week discovered their first suspected case of monkeypox. And because it's Jersey, you know that's going to be that guy's nickname forever. The mayor of Moffitt, Colorado, which has 70 dispensaries, but only 120 residents, <laughs> said in a new interview that she is considering changing the name of the town to Cush. Said residents, yeah, we know you said the same thing like 20 minutes ago. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.